visual learner. It's never like Paul, like, you did so well on this test. Yeah, I know, I'm a visual learner. It's like, <laughs> Paul, you fucking failed the last three exams, dude. Oh, uh, I'm a visual learner. Paul, aren't you blind? That's what makes, <laughs> that's what makes it so hard. <laughs> uh, I was listening to a song the other day <clears throat> called uh, I Don't Fuck With You. Uh, by Big Sean. It's called that because those are the only lyrics in the entire song. Uh, he wrote it for an ex-girlfriend. It just goes, I don't fuck with you. I don't fuck with you. She cheated on him. I guess he's pissed. You know, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. It's like Big Sean. Considering you spend the four minutes repeating those lyrics, you seem to care quite a lot. You know, like maybe you should switch it up to make it more accurate. Like, I don't fuck with you. I kind of fuck with you. I really fuck with you. Please come back to me. I love you. Uh, NSA is another topic that might still be worse. You know, is that still relevant? I mean, I don't know if that's relevant, but they're still checking your phone. So, I mean, maybe we should still talk about it. I'm at the point at which I randomly text the word terrorist to my friends just to show the NSA I have nothing to hide. You know, I'm snail ma- <laughs> I'm fucking snail mailing my dick pics now, you know. You know how embarrassing that is? I have to get them laminated before I send them. It doesn't even look the same by the time it reaches. You know, I have to explain, like, no, you don't understand. I took those two weeks ago. I don't have active herpes anymore. (laughs) Don't worry. Thank you guys so much. Back to Dan. Keep it going for Sanj Nola. Yeah! Yeah! Hot jokes and fast. Uh, Your next comedian... Uh, my goodness, uh, he, what can we say about our next comedian? He is the most lovable, he is just, he's a, he's like a cupcake. He's like the cupcake of the comedy world. Please put your hands together, it's Zach, oh, Wiseman! I'm a fucking cupcake, guys! You don't look like a hipster, dude, that's not what hipsters look like, man. Maybe maybe that hat attached to entirely different things would make you... You don't even have, like, one video game or, like, 80s cartoon reference on your entire body. <laughs> Nobody ever called you a hipster. I don't think that's... I don't think anybody said that. Maybe a drunk person, because they, they were drunk. Whatever. Me? I No, I just said the opposite of that. <laughs> Literally the opposite thing. Okay. How are you guys doing? Good? Fantastic. Me me too. Um, I don't believe in a lot of conspiracy stuff, you know, because I think most of them are stupid. Except reptilians. That's real. Reptilians exist. You know? And uh, they don't just, uh, like, rule our world governments. They don't just do that. They're also, like, celebrities, you know? Not all reptilians are super ambitious. Sometimes they just want to, you know, have fun. Like, did you know Bob Barker's a reptilian? You guys know that? Like, uh, the reptilian that plays Bob Barker is the same reptilian that plays Drew Carey. It's the same, it's the same reptilian. <laughs> and it's not, it's not that uh, they like hosting uh, Price is Right, like, a lot. It's not, it's that they have to keep pushing the spay and neuter your pets agenda, you know? <laughs> because what are reptiles' mortal enemies? It's fucking mammals, guys. <laughs> what do we have a trained army of? Fucking mammals. They're scared, that's all I'm saying. You see a dog in heat, go find another dog to fuck it. Let's take care of this reptilian problem, no? Okay, that's cool. I think if you have this world uh, so figured out 
that the only problems you're worried about are, are gender equality issues. The last thing you should be fucking talking about is gender equality. I got some questions about nuclear power I'd like you to answer. <laughs> fucking assholes. <laughs> I, I, I don't care if people identify with different genders or anything, really. I, I just don't care. As long as you're a decent person, you're fucking you're fine with me. Uh, but if that's like the core of who you are, your being, like the center of you, your personality is your gender, then you're a piece of shit. You're not your fucking hobbies. You're not your likes, your dreams, your wants, your fears. You're partially your fucking fears. Like you ask, you ask a child to tell you about themselves and they're like, uh, SpongeBob's my favorite and math is sucks and I want to be a Batman's when I grow up. And you're like, that's fucking dumb as shit, kid, but ambitious and I respect that. You know what I mean? Like what, when was the last time someone was like, I think I met the most interesting person I've ever met the other night. And you're like, oh yeah, tell me about him. They're like, it was a boy. You're like, fucking so? That's the most bland piece of character information you can give me, you know? T tell me they sat down at the bar and they looked you dead in the eyes and they're like, typically I don't tell the Tuesday ducks about the Sunday ducks. And I'm like, holy fuck, you have my attention. Tell me more. Also, if uh, at the center of who you are, uh, your gender, that makes you a sexist. So fuck off, bigots! Huh? You like that? That's a weird, yeah, I'm a weird dude. I like drugs, guys. I like most of the drugs. I strongly believe that there are no bad drugs. There's just bad dosages. You know what I mean? Like nobody addresses how much heroin you should do. They just say, don't do heroin. So people are like, they get their heroin, they're like, let's do this heroin. Let's do this one, I don't know, it's, we fucking do it now. I think, uh, I think people uh, have a bad view of drugs and drugs users uh, because of the people who use drugs. You know what I mean? Like, think of how shitty the talent pool in baseball would be if we told everybody trying to play baseball that it was going to ruin their lives and kill them and their family would be sad forever. You'd be like, I don't want to play baseball. It'd be fucking women's softball out there. It would be ridiculous, you know what I mean? I mean, the, the, the people you see, like, out uh, being shitty people uh, in, like, the Tenderloin uh, were just bad people. If they were your accountant, they would be a horrible accountant. You would lose money. But they chose to do drugs. And now they, they're just outside and very visible. And that was just the point I was making. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Zach, oh, Wiseman making points. I'm going to make a point. I smell like uh, grilled onions right now, and I have no idea why. I thought that I put deodorant on today, but all I smell is like sabayitas. Like, I smell like some grilled onions. It's great times. Uh, your next comedian is a very funny man. I haven't smelled him recently, so I don't, I don't know what, what he smells like, but he's a very funny man. Please put your hands together, everybody. It's Sean McKenzie! I got too much on my mind. Uh, I showered just before coming over here, so I am all right. But I did fail to put on deodorant as well, so if I start sweating, I will. I st I, I'd get the onions and the garlic. I smell like, if, if my BL is going, I smell like day-old Italian food. It's not a, it's not a good look. Uh, I, am, I am 30 years old, and I have recently started going to community college. <laughs> <laughs> That's the saddest kind of congratulations. 
People are so happy for me. It's wonderful. If you just set the bar really low by your behavior for a decade, and then you do like this, like the littlest step in the other direction, people are so stoked for you. Like, have you heard about Jeremy? He's wearing pants now. Oh, good for him. Fucking community college. I I have uh, my classes. Most of my classes, the demographics skew very young and very old. I'm either like senior citizens who've decided that they want to, you know, learn American Sign Language for the first time, or, or bright-eyed 19-year-olds. <laughs> These fucking children. I remember being 19 and thinking that I was so grown up and mature. Ten years later, the only time that I feel grown up and mature is when I'm around those children. <laughs> These bright-eyed kids. So they really think, they really think that they're going to be out of there in two years with an associate's degree. Those dummies. <laughs> no matter what they think they're majoring in, they're about to be majoring and explaining to their friends and family why they're dropping classes. That's what community college is. I want to talk about mushrooms for a moment. Because uh, that's how it goes. If you do mushrooms, you have mushroom stories. You only need to do mushrooms once. You will get six stories that you will passionately need to tell your friends. Uh, this is the first time I ever took hallucinogenic drugs. I was, this is my brief college attempt back when I was 19. Uh, and uh, we, the school is right across the street from a state park. It's the greatest thing in the world. Perfect, perfect location to trip balls. It was wonderful. I later, a few years later, I had some friends decide to go to the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. I lost that vote. Why the fuck are you tripping at an amusement park? It's ridiculous. You don't need to take, ride a roller coaster. You're already there. You're already you're in a childlike state of wonder. Go to nature. So we're in this park. And we are tripping like crazy. I see the geometry flowing through everything. I really get it, you guys. I fucking get it. Uh, it's peaking, if you're familiar with the, the terminology. It's just goddamn 10,000 volts of joy running through me. And we're smoking marijuana in this field in the middle of a state park. Uh, and somebody says, hey, man, I heard if you take your glasses off, you trip even crazier. Okay. All suggestions are positive. Uh, in the middle of a field in a state park and we're smoking marijuana and one of my buddies goes holy shit do you see that everyone's like what it's the fucking cops throw your drugs and run boys <laughs> all of a sudden there's red and blue flashing lights everywhere these were a hallucination we were in a field in a state park there were no roads around for a cop car to be on uh i uh Found myself separated from most of the group with my buddy Ben in water that came up to about thigh high, just kind of confused. We eventually made it back to the dormitories. We parted ways. I can't see shit. My vision's fucked up. Fucked up. So I just hide in my room, and I can just hear people outside of the college dorm door just going, have you heard about Sean? Yeah, he's gone crazy. Is it going to be forever? That's what I hear. <laughs> And I'm certain of it. I'm going to be insane forever. And this is the moment I'm most proud of myself in my entire life because I immediately got pragmatic. I'm like, all right, where can I get a shopping cart? <laughs> this is a lifestyle. What do I put in it? I'm going to need a lot of water. You forget about running water. It's very important. God is in the grid, you guys. God is in the water and electric grid. Those are my thoughts at the time. Thank you guys very much. I'm Sean McKenna. <laughs>
Mackenzie's in the water, not God. That's great. Don't piss in the water. That's that's the answer to that. Yay, Sean Mackenzie. Yay, clap wildly. Yay, drugs. Yay, Sean Mackenzie. Just so you guys all know, uh, there it's optional for comedians, but if you want to pay the five dollar thing to get into the to get into the raffle, we have some drugs we're raffling off, uh, some Alta California botanical tinctures. They retail at forty bucks. Yeah, it's exciting. Also, a great T-shirt from my friend Ant. That is also going to be raffled off today. Our next three comedians are going to be Trina, Sid Singh, and Will the Beast. So get ready, everybody. She is the newest pixie to grace our stage here at Mutiny Radio and comedy all over San Francisco. Put your hands together. It's Trina. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So... uh, as uh, most of you know, hopefully by now, uh, I have a cat. She's a, she's a rescue cat, but I can't get her to think of it that way. She thinks she's now living the lifestyle to which she's always been meant to become accustomed. Right? Like, it took me a while to, let her, to get her to let me pick her up, but the first time I was holding her and I gave her a quick peck on, like, the shoulder or something, she, like, she... She looks at me and then looks away. So, so let, me, let me break this down for you. So, so what happened is she first looked at me like, what the fuck just happened? Like the concept of affection is so foreign to her, it takes her a second to wrap her mind around what's going on. And then when she gets it, she's like, oh, how pathetic. <laughs> she's like, okay, look. When a cat and a person care for each other, they feel that in their hearts. There's no need for anybody to put their mouths on anything. <laughs> so I think I was feeling like most people would feel under the circumstances, which is like, look, bitch, you lick your own asshole, asshole. <laughs> like, I don't, okay, fine, whatever. So um, she's an outdoor cat. But somehow I still clean a litter for La Princesa. <laughs> I, uh, okay. Uh, so when, when, we, when I first got her, I, I, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm worried about you. There's raccoons out there. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Mission, the backyards are controlled by gangs of raccoons. They deal primarily in the compost, dabble, in the fresh eggs from the chicken shakedowns. So I was like, I don't think you should go outside. She's like looking at me like, oh, you think I can't handle myself around some motherfucking raccoons? Is that what it is? You just want me to admit to you I'm good at hiding. That's what it is. That's what's going on here. Or, I get it, is that you have this obsessive need to know where all my hiding spots are so you can know where I am all the time. I was like, yeah, okay, fine. I do want to know where you're all the time, fine. But uh, hello, yeah, you're all tough guy when I'm petting you, but try to put some furniture together in the living room and you like run for the hills. 
Like, you think Ikea is a Godzilla monster. Like, you don't even try to play that shit off. Like, Ikea comes in the door and you're like, you can't even be like, whoa, look at the time. I got something I got to get in the kitchen. No, you're like, Ikea, Ikea, run for your life, right? Like, what the hell? So, uh, yeah, cats are cute, I guess. What was my end? What was my tag on that? That was it. So I think I think like there's a reason that Disney always casts them at this, as the villain. Right. Like I'm pretty sure they go to the audition for the like cute supportive critter character because kittens are so cute. Right. But then the casting agents like, oh, this is going to be awesome. You're perfect. You're perfect. Just read it through real fast. We'll just it's yours. You're so adorable. Right. And then they're like in the audition going Cinderella, Cinderella. And I say it's in the casting agents. I'm working on my act outs, (laughs) like the dialogue back and forth. I don't know how to like I need a camera or something. They're like, maybe you should read for the Lucifer role. They, that's the actual cat's name, Ein Cinderella. Anyway, thank you guys for not biting me or <laughs> making me clean your cat litter. Have a nice night. I'm so glad you did the Lucifer tag. It's one of my favorite characters in all of... Uh, in, in Cinderella, because he does this thing where he, he leaves one thing and he goes, ah, ha, ha. he takes his paws. It's a great scene. And he's disappearing from the scene. And he goes, ha, 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 with his claws. My cat does that all the time, too. I love cats. I love Trina. Everybody give it up for Trina. Yay! Cats, cats, cats! All cat jokes all the time. Love it. I do. I appreciate it so much. Are your next comedian uh, is a lawyer. God damn, I hope he has a cat, so it means he has a heart. Oh, he's going to be a lawyer someday. So hopefully he has a cat so the cat can teach him to have a heart or a dog or something like that. Hey, you guys, put your hands together. I'm sure he'll be a good person someday and save you uh, from that DUI you didn't want to get. Put your hands together. It's Sid Singh. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I, am, I am a law student. I think my favorite part about law students, uh, here's the thing. Uh, I am 27 years old. I was doing comedy, then I went to law school. Uh, but like, my favorite part of law school is there are so many 22-year-olds who have just never failed before in life. <laughs> and that, this, like, I've, I've, I don't know if you guys have ever seen someone fail for the first time, and you know there's someone who's gonna eventually be in the 1%, it is amazing. <laughs> like, I wish I could just lean over to them and be like, your tears are delicious. You understand? Like, if I could lick you, I would. You have no idea what to do. You're like a baby deer right now. <laughs> I've never, I, I feel like I'm a positive person, but every time I see them fail, I get like a half chub. You know what I mean? Like, it just happens. <laughs> it's just who I've become. Uh, man, there's, there's a gym in the, uh, in the law school, and I've been like, I went for the first time today, and it's tough. I, when, I am not good at working out. Here's where I've gotten to. I just, one time, I would like to go to the gym and not have it feel like the first time I have ever been to the gym. You know what I mean? Just one time. Every time I go to the gym, it just, I just feel like, so what you're telling me is, I just ride this bicycle and it goes nowhere. This is magical. Like, I just feel like such a goddamn idiot. Uh, and I, 
this one time I went to the gym and uh, <laughs> this like gorgeous woman wearing yoga pants was just stretching right next to me and I was staring at her like a creep. But you know what? So was every dude in there. And she decides, she looks right at me and goes, hey, you staring at me? And I was like, oh no. And I was like, hey, you picking on me because I'm the only brown guy here? And we, our eyes met. And it turns out, when you accuse someone of racism and they accuse you of sexism, uh, it's a tie. It's a tie. We, we just like, just didn't say uh, any other words and we just walked to our separate locations. It worked just fine. Uh, you were telling me that I'll, vent, I, I'll become a good person. I don't know. Uh, law school is making me a worse person, is what I've learned. Like I'm in the uh, I'm in the women's lib club, uh, uh, which I didn't realize I'd be the only guy. I, you know what? Not not an unfair point. Uh, but here's the thing, I I joined. I did not put a lot of thought into it. I went, well, it's a group that needs more rights. I'll join all of it. I'm also in La Raza. Like well, I, I'll, I join all these groups. Uh, but it's very hard to not be arrogant about it. Like, it's very hard to not just be a little misogynist. I'm like, what are you going to do? I work at women's shelters. You know what I mean? Like, I can say, I was in La Raza. La Ra- I was in La Raza, uh, um, and I, I, I enjoyed the group. They were not great at protests. Like, do you guys remember when that Arizona thing was happening and they needed to check everyone's ID because it was just racist and it is what it is? Uh, well, we decided to protest and we marched uh, on campus, but our slogan was, uh, hey, are we illegal? Uh, which I don't know if you've ever talked to a racist, but generally, he just goes, yeah, pretty much, and then leaves. Like, you have, you've, ta- you've only confirmed his suspicions. You have let him answer the question, and it turns out he answers yes every time. Like, he's, I don't know. It's weird being back in California, man. I, I, I've realized, I, Wait, did you uh, honk me already? Oh, this is the first honk. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure I'm not taking anyone else's time up. Uh, but it's, uh, <laughs> I'm at this weird point of my career where I, I don't think anyone else has ever been dumb enough to move to San Francisco at this point. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I was doing comedy for five years in New York, and now my credits just sound fake, because if they were real, why would I be here? You know what I mean? Like, that's... <laughs> It's very weird. It's very weird asking to a show, and I'm like, well, you know, I was uh, I did the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I've been on BBC Radio. I opened for Wyatt Snack. Like, I was on Kurt Metzger's show, and they're like, were you also an astronaut? Like, where, where are you going with this fake bullshit? And I'm like, I'm gonna kill myself. And guys, <laughs> keep it going for Sid Singh! Yay! He has credits. It's so funny when people ask you to list your credits, and I'm like, uh, a mutiny radio? <laughs> I'm like, I've been at the punchline once, but I don't think that, and I actually, I've been at the punchline once, and I never did it again, and then I tried to list it, and someone was like, you can't list that. <laughs> like, doing it once doesn't count. I was like, oh, I just... You would have been, you would have gone up right away. It's absolutely true. Or, or if you... If you would have worn a weird outfit like this, you would have been up like that. If you dress like a 50s housewife, you'll get up in a second at the punchline. Our next three comedians, if anybody goes there, they know what I mean. Uh, I don't mean to be weird about it, but if you do dress like a 50s housewife, you'll probably get up before anybody else. The next three comedians are Will DeBeast, George Haw, and Ethan Albers. Right now, 
He's been running your door like a champion. He's a very funny man. He lives in a sandcastle in an undisclosed location here in San Francisco. Put your hands together for the very funny Will Da Beast. Hey, how's it going? Sounds like a great room in here. I'm like really happy to be up here. Uh, so today I wore this dress all day because I had nothing better to do and I had no material for tonight. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make some observations about wearing a dress as a dude and uh, let's get to them. So, huh? I, I made, yeah, I made some alteration. All right, I'm sorry. I wore this dress. Oh, I mean, I wore this skirt all day. All right, so the first, I was in my kitchen, and, like, I went over to the cabinet, and I opened the cabinet, and I was like, and there was, like, five cockroaches there. I was like, holy shit, my first reaction. And I was like, holy shit, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have pants on. These things can get up there. So I just wanted to say, like, I applaud all you women. For, I mean, between the animals, the critters, and the flying insects, and men, like, you guys wear dresses? Like, pretty brave, pretty brave. The second thing I noticed, I was walking, and I felt like, I don't know if you women can relate to this, but I felt this, like, hot spot on my ass. And I'm like, what? the fuck my ass feels like it's on fire and I turn around and I see this dude and he's like staring at me and I'm looking and then our eyes meet and we have this like genuine moment where at first it's like it almost seems like he's like you know what maybe I shouldn't be staring this hard at any at that ass and then I'm like yeah cuz I'll punch you in your fucking face Girl power, right? Like, come on. Woo! Girl power! All right. Another observation I had today was I was on a hill and I couldn't skateboard. Well, does any, do we all know what going commando is? All right. So, every day. All right. So, I was at the top of this hill and I'm like, you know, I, I just can't skate it. I, I don't have those skill set yet. So I'm like, I, I sit down on my skateboard, put my feet up like, you know, kind of break, buttboarding it yeah. in a dress, like commando. And there's this truck coming up, and I'm just like going down trying to like not eat it. And this truck is like going very slow, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And our eyes meet. And then I'm like, and, and like he's smiling. I'm just like, what is this guy smiling at? And then, like, he goes by, and he's, like, gives me this big smile. And I'm, like, and then I look down, and, like, my dress is, like, like behind me. And I'm, like, holy shit. Like, and, and I just want you girls to know, men are pervs. Because, like, you know what I mean? Your vaginas ain't safe. My balls ain't safe. This guy's, like, what the fuck is going on with people today? This is fucking ridiculous. Sick society. Dicks everywhere. Dicks everywhere. But I want you to know, there has been some benefits to wearing a dress. Like peeing and going to the bathroom. Like pulling it, pulling your pants down versus just going up is like, I mean, I think I got a bad back from wearing pants for 40 years. That's how, that's how serious this shit is. Like, but don't worry, there's hope for all of us. 
we can all be wearing dresses. Because with global warming, that's where it's headed. We're, I mean, bets are off. Like the male-female thing, forget about it. We're all going to be like pretty much, because you girls are geniuses. Like being as naked as you can be is like the best thing ever. And I'm going to leave on that note. Wildebeest, Wildebeest finally knows what it's like to be a lady, showing his balls to everybody. It's super, super rad. Uh, I just put on makeup in the last 30 seconds, so there we go. Now I'm wearing makeup and an outfit, so there we go with that. Uh, good times. Wildebeest, killing it. Uh, listen to his show every Monday from 10 to midnight. It's called Where's Wilda? Our next three comedians are George Ha, Ethan Albers, and Stefan Massey. Your next comedian, hey, what can we say about him? He has enough money to buy the Pamtastic card so that he can choose whatever number he wants whenever he wants. We love that. You guys love him up. Slap your meat paws together. It's George Ha. Hello. Okay, you guys, we're trying to do the, uh, the dating lecture right now, okay? So um, how many, how many ladies in here, you know, dating the wiener guy before, man? You know, she's she laughing, she's embarrassed. I know you're not the wiener guy, you know, I'm I supporting this one. But you know, okay, we, we're talking about that right now. Usually I, I do this for 30,000, 40,000, you know, but I don't even know where I am right now. Homeless, man. Okay, but how many wiener guy looking like this guy, man? You know, wearing the tool shirt, you know? The Jinko jeans, you know, dating the minor, you know, listening to the indie music, you know? No job, no shower, like, riding major, man, doing the crying all the time, man. Okay, how are you, how you getting the lady, okay? So easy, you just need the confidence, right? How are you getting the confidence, okay? You get the three things, you know? First, you need the money, you need the passion, okay? You need the muscle, right? You know, the lady, they going, you know, oh, I, I don't care, you know, I, I love him, you know? They fucking lying to you, man, okay? How come the, you know, that's a side thing, but how come the artist always dating the poor, man, you know? I just want to marry my art, man. You know, okay, so no muscle, right? You know, passion, you need, what, what passion you passionate about? For local, you know, helping people. You know, what the wiener passionate about? You know, Xbox, you know, Xtube, you know, cuckoo porn, man. Oh, even <laughs> okay, how you being like Patrick Chan, man? Fucking baller right here, man. All the girl with the big breasts, man. They all wanting Patrick Chan right here, man. <laughs> okay, of course, having the confidence, you have to don't giving a fuck right here, man. Okay, look at Patrick Chan, like 9,000 Asian girl running over the fat girl, man. And then she, and then she loving me afterwards, you know, you please Patrick, you know, come to running me over. I loving you, you know, that, that how it working, right? <laughs> this is terrible. Okay, so never, never saying these ones, you know. 
I I missing you. You know, you texting them like all the time. You know, I loving your fashion. You know, and then, and then you wearing their clothes or something. You know, I fucking homeless man. You know, you know, please coming over. You know, why you no calling me, man? Oh fuck, I'm I almost forgetting, man. Okay, don't forgetting the drinking Sprite, man. Obeying your thirst. <laughs> Okay, okay, how many girls on the Facebook, you know, you seen this stupid girl with the stink line, you know, she go, I'm not your average girl, man, you know, that means she having below average IQ, man, you know, the psych major, man. <laughs> okay, so, like, you know, this guy, you know, sometimes the winner, you know, they go, oh, you know, that girl, you know, she dating the winner too, man. What what can I do, you know? He wearing, you know, he wearing the coexist shirt even though he a white guy, you know. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know, man. Oh, it's so easy how you get in the girl this time, right? Oh, you just shooting him, man. You just fucking shooting him. Then he going to dying, man. <laughs> Okay, we're doing one more. You know the the girl, right? You know she she acting like so cool, like too cool for you, man. You know, oh, it's so hot. You know, it's not even that hot, right? But what are you doing in this time? You know, you go into her house when she's sleeping and you shaving her head, man. And then you can robbing her. And then you can robbing her afterwards, man. <laughs> okay, see you later, man. Thank you, guys. Give it up for his uh, stand-in, uh, uh, what are you, easel. Yay, give it up for his easel. George Hahn is easel. Yay. Oh my gosh, that was a lot of fun. Wow. Uh, your next comedian, he is, he's, he's, a, he's a bus full of fun. He's a truck full of fun. He's a bus full of fun. He'll make you a wall full of fun. This guy has it all together. You got, if he ever like makes you stay in a corner and you're scared, please listen to his theories because I believe in all of them. Put your hands together for the baby angel, Ethan Albers. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, right on. That was awesome. I enjoyed it earlier. Is this thing on? I can't really hear it. We're good. All right. I'm deaf. What can I say? I'll yell louder into something that's amplified. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, I was walking over here earlier and over this uh, heard this lady like talking aggressively with one of her friends. She's like, "Yeah, I walk around my apartment naked, no drama free." <laughs> that means there's drama. <laughs> Probably because she's naked, right? I don't know. Or then I, I was thinking about it, man. Maybe I'm just a fucking asshole. You know, drama could be a name. Drama could be a nickname. Maybe, for all I know, she keeps a full-grown man locked in a cage inside of her apartment. A man she used to date, a man she used to love, but she toy, he toyed with her heart and her emotions. And one day, she trapped him in a cage. Seven years, he's been on his knees. Hasn't been able to stand. He's lost muscle mass in his legs. He begs her, Stacy, please, let me out. I'm a human being. We used to love each other. She goes, no drama free. <laughs> Glad you guys went down that road. All right, let's do, I, I was a big fan of those, uh, those books. Remember those Choose Your Own Adventure books? Yeah. So. Do one or two. We're gonna do one or two. So you're gonna hear a story. You guys all heard it before, most people, about a mop and my crazy dad. 
or you guys can hear about the first time I rode a horse. First time I rode a horse. First time I rode a horse. Okay. Ed Ann, I'm asking you. First time I rode a horse? Okay. So, I mean, we all mutually agree. I w- I've been a shitbag for like fucking a decade. Like easily a decade I've been a shitbag. And I collect shitbag people. I've, I've, I did that for years. And I used to work with this guy named Richard. I was freshly 21. This is in Vancouver, Washington, just north of Portland. And he used to live in a place called Farger Lake, Washington. Okay. So Farger Lake, Washington is the name of it. You like that? So Richard, Richard's one of those weird dudes. He left New York. He's like, man, it wasn't the same after 9-11. No punk rock. You know he's fucking weird. He says something like that. So here's the thing. Like he was this like punk rocker and he got into horses like drill horses. So he kept trying to coach me in. He's like, hey, one of these days you come up, man, come up to the ranch, ride some horses, you know, smoke some pot, ride some horses. I'm like, okay, Richard, I'll do that. So I went up to his ranch to go ride horses and I walk in a stable and these fucking humongous animals. I've never been around a horse. And he goes, that's Harley Davidson. That's Jim Beam. I'm riding Harley. You're on Jim Beam, okay? No tutorial. He just fucking, I saddle up and we start riding around. He's like, you're confident? I'm like, yeah, this is great. He's like, good. We're going to the pub. <laughs> we're going to the pub? So we just like ride city slickers down this like little tiny two-lane road to this little town called Fargo Lake. We go up and we tie up outside of this bar, in front of the bar. And uh, he gets off and he stops before we go to the bar. He's like, I don't want to freak out, man. The bartender in here is kind of a celebrity, okay? I'm like, kind of a celebrity? He goes, it's Tony Harding. And <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, shut up. No, it's not Tanya Harding. So I go in there, guys, and it's Tanya Harding. She's the bartender. You know what happens when you attack another person and get expelled from professional figure skating? You wind up a bartender in Farger Lake, Washington with horse staples outside. So I'm in there, and surreal, and she's just like, the thing is, is that this bar's packed, but her eyes is right on Richard. She loves Richard. She has, like, a crush on Richard. He's a good-looking, like, older guy. He's an interesting dude. He used to hang out with the Goo Goo Dolls. Who doesn't want to fuck him, right? <laughs> so she goes, Richard, oh, my God, and starts serving him, like, beers up, serving us beers up, and it's just like, she's, like, all her attention's there. At one point throughout the night, she starts going, Richard, will you play me a song? And he goes, no, no, no. Richard, I want you to play me a song. I'll make my night. He's like, all right, darling, I will. And this is where it got really weird. She pulls an electric bass guitar out from behind a bar and handed it to him. No amp. So he's just there going, boom, 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 just like fucking quiet. She's like, yeah, Richard, I love that. You make me feel so good. <laughs> then we all snore Oxycontin together, and I leave the bar. And at this point, I'm out of sight, and I realize I have to get on another living animal to get back to my car to drink and drive home. That's, I'm not going to say this fucking weirdo wretch. So I climb on. He's like, don't worry. Just tell the horse home. That's fucking simple. I don't know. Horses know their way home. They know home. So I go, home, ri- home, Jim Beam. Home, Jim Beam. And Jim Beam starts taking me home. The thing is, is Jim Beam doesn't take me away. I went there. He took me the way he knows, which is through the forest. So is it full gallop going do 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 do? I'm like, I'm gonna die. I just met Tanya Harding. This is how it ends. I'm crying on a horse. And I come through the darkness to this shop light. 
And I noticed that the horse behind me, Harley Davidson, has no Richard on it. I'm like, what <laughs> happened? And he comes out of the forest 10 minutes later. I'm like, what happened, Richard? He's like, well, I got a little confident. And I tried to stand up and ride Harley like a surfboard with a cigarette. And a branch took me off. That's my story the first time I rode a horse. Thank you very much, guys. Have a wonderful night. My life is complete. I need nothing more uh, because that was Ethan Albers. Keep it clapping for Ethan Albers. Yay! That's actually a lie. There are two things I need. One of them, if any of you have any deodorant in your backpack, I need to borrow some of it. Uh, I know, I'm sorry, but I steal it from the people I nanny from too. And uh, it's, it's a terrible thing. I always put it back like right side up so they don't think that like ghosts put it upside down right when I use their... Anyway, and I also, if anyone has an extra beer, I'd like that too. Your next comedian is an incredibly funny man. I love, I feel like you dress like a lumberjack just for me. I'm hoping that in your real life you never wear flannels. And then you only wear that you have a special cache of flannels just for Mutiny Radio. You guys, he's a very funny man. Put your hands together. It's Stefan Massey. Thank you. Uh, is it on? Yes? Okay. I can never tell sometimes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of an awkward guy. <laughs> that just makes that better. Yes? Yes? Okay. Perfect. Yes, I'm kind of an awkward guy. Uh, and I feel like a large part of why that is is because I have Asperger's. And... Uh, there's a number of factors, a number of things that come from that, but I feel the most relatable thing among them is that, I can't speak for all of them, but in my case, uh, uh, people with Asperger's are averse to change, more so than your average Joe. And I, feel, I try to course correct with, with that kind of thing. I try to lean into that. I try to go towards things that scare me. But inevitably, anytime I go towards something that involves change of any kind, my brain just screams, this is different and new and I don't like it! <laughs> it's just something that happens. Um, I'm also, another uh, attribute about me for those on the radio, I am tall. I, am, I, am, uh, I stand uh, a little over 6'1". And sometimes I feel like those large dogs who, who love to snuggle, they love to get up on the couch, but they don't really fit. Um, and this, I've, I sort of uh, empathize with those dogs more so because my dad has made it his thesis in life that pets, animals, they're to be despised. They're, they're a burden. And it's not enough for him to believe this on his own. He, ha he is confounded by the fact that not everyone else shares this view. And it's like, to a degree, I can understand that about cats. I love cats, but they can be assholes, as we've heard before on this evening's proceedings. Um, but I don't understand why he thinks this of dogs. Because dogs, almost all dogs, will love you unconditionally. You can't say that about your own children for a certain fact. 
Uh, and you will be changing their diapers, cleaning up their shit for a year and a half to two years. Um, and why is it so different that you're going to go around and clean up dog shit? What is the huge gap? Um, so to speak. Um, so this is the tech startup capital of the world, so I don't know that I need to explain this, but I've been using this app that I quite like recently. It's called Venmo, and it's very convenient. It's it lets you send money from one person to another. Um, and it's, it's, it's great, but it's kind of ridiculous as well because they tried to make it social. It hooks into your Facebook, and so you get a feed of people who have sent money to each other for one thing, for whatever, and it's like, do I really need to know about this guy from high school who I can't bear to unfriend, who uh, paid his buddy for weed and thought he was being clever by saying he was paying for greens? <laughs> uh, really, who thinks to themselves, you know what, my life is so much richer for knowing the monetary exchanges happening between these people I barely know? <sighs> uh... I was watching um, the Niners a uh, couple on their first uh, regular season game a few nights ago. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good shit, man. <laughs> yeah, that's where they're from. Uh, <laughs> sure, it's close enough. Um, and uh, they thoroughly trounced the Vikings, and it's great. Um, but a part of me can't help but be a little sad. Because I grew up with uh, a prairie home companion, and I just don't like the idea of anything that makes Garrison Keillor sad. The man is a national treasure, and they've never won a Super Bowl. Get it together, guys. He's not long for this earth. All right, um, I was talking about animals, and um, I'll leave you guys with this. Uh, so does Cat Fancy have, like, do they ever put a moratorium on how long they can go without using the word perfect in one of their articles? Uh, or have they just accepted that that's their thing and they just need to own it? I've been Stefan Massey. Thanks, guys. Yay! He was perfect. That was Stefan Massey. Keep it going. Yay! Yes. Our next three comedians are going to be Botrox, Claire Jet Black, and Clay Newman. But before we get to that, uh, if anybody is willing to smell my armpit, I will give them, I will give them a bottle of 50/50 uh, tincture. Yeah, what does it smell like? It's terrible, right? I smell like so many You're talking to the wrong guy. All right, all right. Here, take one of those bottles. He just smelled my armpit for some drugs. That is exciting stuff here on Mutiny. Yeah. Sean McKenzie was gonna do it too. I know. It's is it worth it? I think it was. Yes. I if honestly, if anybody has any deodorant on them, I want it. And if any of you have a beer, I'd like that too. Uh, again, your next three uh, comedians are Botox, Claire, Jet Black, and Clay Newman. Our next comedian coming up, he has a show here every second Wednesday on MutinyRadio.fm. It's really awesome. It's called The Feedback Loop, and you need to listen to the last one because I was on it, and it was fucking rad. Can't wait for the next one. Put your hands together. Bo, Trucks, Claire. What's up, guys? How you guys doing today? Are you all San Francisco natives or 
No? Everybody came for, all right, you guys are just here? You traveled for the Mutiny Radio Show Friday night? Good job on you. Good on you guys. I'm glad you guys came out. No, I see, I, I, I travel a ways to get here. I, I live in Pleasanton. Um, but you guys, you know, I'm sure you guys have been there. It's a great place to die. Um, I mean, it's, it's weird because there's a, lot of, there's a lot of weird shit that goes on in Pleasanton that doesn't happen everywhere else because a lot of rich white people have moved there just to die, you know? Like, it's, it's, it's really, like, I work as a bartender now. And it's weird because, like, I know people by their drink orders. Like, I had this woman come in the other day, and she ordered a gin driver. And I was like, what is a gin driver? And she's just like, oh, it's like a screwdriver, but with gin. I was like, oh, you mean gin and juice, you racist cunt? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Culture yourself. No, it's weird. I, I, I actually saw something that I really liked the other day in Pleasanton. Uh, it was actually a little while ago on July 4th. I went out because, you know, I wanted to celebrate America, right? See some fireworks, right? No? Okay, everybody hates America? Good, good. That's a uh, good place to be at Mutiny Radio, you know. You're having a good time. You're with like-minded fellows. No, but, uh, so I, was, I went out just to watch the fireworks more than anything else, and I look out as the fireworks start, and right across the crowd, there's these three police officers just standing there, and they're watching the fireworks, and standing right next to them is, like, a black dude that has, you know, like, low jeans that have, you know, he has, like, American flag boxers on, and he's just sitting there watching the fireworks, and I looked at this, and I was just like, yeah, maybe, maybe we can heal as a nation, you know? Maybe we can stop seeing everybody in terms of white and black and start seeing everybody as they are, as Americans, right? And then the fireworks ended, and they finished detaining him, and I was like, yeah, yeah, we still live in Pleasanton. Yeah, that's right. Now, Pleasanton's a fun place. I, uh, oh, let me see, what else? Oh, is anybody here worried that the NSA is watching them? Yeah, I know, right? I hope the NSA is watching me, guys. I hope someone is, right? See, people think that the NSA is watching them. All my friends are like, oh, man, the NSA is fucking watching me. No, the NSA is not watching you because you're not that fucking interesting, right? Like, the NSA has other shit to do. Like, all my friends read, like, a Zizek book, and now they think they're Che Guevara. And they're just like, oh, the NSA is on my back. It's like, no, you're not that cool, right? And it's not like they would even have to do anything to you. Google has a video of you masturbating. <laughs> and even if they don't, they could just make one. Computers are fucking crazy, right? So what does it matter, you know, your revolution? They just throw up those dick pics and then suddenly there you go as a messiah, right? No longer. I just think it's weird, you know? Like, uh, I, it takes a lot of effort. You have to go out of your way in order to get actively watched by the NSA. And luckily, in the interest of science, I have done exactly that. Uh, I started sitting, you know, like, I started doing sp suspicious shit when I got home from school or, and when I got home from work, you know? It's really relaxing, right? Like, you go on the internet, you start looking for pipe bombs and pressure cookers, and then you buy concert tickets, and, you know? I started sending videos of my set to known terrorist organizations, you know? I tweeted so many times at ISIS that ISIS blocked me. You know how much that hurts, right? to be blocked by someone you love so much. I'm just saying, I, I just hope that that happens because it's my imagination that I get on and start doing suspicious shit and then suddenly some Mormon in a you know, Salt Lake City data center has to suddenly get to his computer. He's like, oh, we got a hit. And then I stand up and just start wagging my dick from left to right, just playing dong pong with the uh, you know, NSA agent, hoping that he has to sit there and watch me just watch, slap my dick from left to right. Okay, all right. No dick slapping material today. Well, before I get out of here, um, I'd like to tell you guys just about a charity that I'm getting involved with real quick. Um, so if you guys would like to get involved, feel free to talk to me outside. You wouldn't have to be willing to do a lot. All you'd really have to be willing to do is have sex with cancer patients. Um, 
Yeah, it's a beautiful thing that we're doing. Charity's called Cox of Love. Uh, so if you guys are familiar, it's like Locks of Love, but you know, instead of wigs, we just, just, just give them the D, that's all. Um, if you guys want to get involved, really only one ground rule, and that is no hair pulling during the act. Oh, oh gosh. See, you guys feel bad. You're going to hell, that's why you feel bad. You're bad people. I had this one woman who got mad at me for telling that joke. She's just like, hey, she came up to me after the show. She's like, hey, you shouldn't tell jokes about cancer patients. And I was like, you know, I, I know, I get what you're saying. They didn't choose to be that, to have that disease, but I feel like I've earned the right to tell that joke because uh, I recently got through a struggle with breast cancer myself. Yeah, no, it was, and that's the beauty of comedy, right? Is you can lie. And uh, I think that's a lot of fun. Anyway, my name's been Botrox Club. Thank you guys very much. Claire, come see his show every second Wednesday of the month called Feedback Loop. It's really fun because uh, he does this thing where he uses technology and he projects it on the back wall and then in front of the comedian and everybody texts things during their set. So it's, it's actually a really fun and interactive show. So you guys should come on the second Tuesday, second Wednesday of every month. Uh, hey, uh, your next comedian. I, I still need a beer and I still, I still need a beer and I still smell bad. Uh, your next comedian, he is taping all his sets because he's making a documentary about what it's like to become a comedian here in San Francisco. He's super committed to it, and he's incredibly awesome. You guys love him up like crazy and clap wildly. It's Jet Black. Big clap in my face. Don't come around looking for trouble. How you guys doing tonight? So, uh, you guys like hip-hop? No. No? Well, I went to a hip-hop concert um, a couple weeks ago, and I got robbed by a fucking hipster. So, so I decided as a precaution so that I wouldn't get robbed again, um, I would start dressing like him, and it seems to be working out all right. Um, so, like, I... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody keeps talking shit about racism, racism, and all this shit, and I'm just sick of fucking hearing about it. Like, there's two types of people on this planet. Motherfuckers and cunts. All right? There's dark motherfuckers, there's light motherfuckers, there's little cunts, and there's big cunts. That is it. And the women are motherfuckers, and the men are cunts. That's it. Like, no more racism. We know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being an asshole. Like, uh, a lot of my friends keep saying, oh, women are crazy, women are crazy, whatever. And I, like, I don't disagree with that. I think, in my experience, like, most all women are crazy. But it's really just because men are assholes, right? Like, let me, let me just break it down, like, what, what women are. Like, here's the secret to women. Like, all women just want to be wanted and loved. That's it. Just not by you. You know what I mean? They want to be loved by someone else that doesn't want them. That's why they're so fucking crazy. So, um, you guys like mob movies? 
mobster movies. It's a quiet, like why? I, what happened? Like suck the fucking air out of the room. What's wrong with you people? Is there like a dead bitch laying around somewhere? Like what the fuck? I feel like nothing could ruin your birthday like a dead bitch. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So give it up for fucking Mutiny Radio. I said give it up for Mutiny Radio. Yeah. Give it up for drinking. Give it up for roofies. Yo, I dated a girl in uh, L.A., and um, she took roofies on purpose. Like, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you hanging out with? You need to build up a tolerance? Like, what the fuck is that? So I was drinking in New York one night, and um, I had one beer, and then I woke up in the hospital, and they were pumping my stomach. And so I asked the doctor, like, how did I get here? And he's like, the paramedics saw you on the side of the road and picked you up. I'm like, what the fuck? They just drove by like, that guy needs a lift. Like, what the fuck? Like the bill was $5,000. I didn't ask for this shit. Like you don't see taxi cabs picking up fucking homeless people, racking up outrageous fares. Like, fuck that. And the fucking paramedics stole my belt. Like I had this Star Wars collectible buckle. <laughs> Yeah, they stole it. Like, I think the whole thing was like an elaborate scheme just to like steal my belt. Cause like the fucking doctor looked like Admiral Akbar. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> so uh, I've been getting into veganism lately. I don't know if you guys, it took me a long time. I used to be fat, I got skinny. And just recently I got into veganism. I didn't get it because like, it's like a fucking cheesecake. What the fuck, eat it, it's so good. But last night I went down on a vegan chick and her pussy tastes like the river of life. So, yeah, I'm eating vegan now. All right, thank you guys, you've been great. Yay! Oh, vegans. Uh, vegans, you know, here's the thing about vegans. Um, I wish they would just admit that they have an eating disorder just like everyone else uh, and that they would just, you know, shut the fuck up like a good bulimic. Just have some fucking shame, right? And don't talk about it, all right? If we know you have an eating disorder, just don't talk about it in front of everybody else. Uh, it's okay. I'm sorry. Or, 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 uh, or poop healthily. Uh, that's good, too. Uh, my poo smells like IPA, and that's something completely different. I'm still waiting for some deodorant from anybody and a beer. I smell bad and I want beer. Our next comedian is a wonderful person. He runs shows all over the place. I can't wait till he comes back to Mutiny Radio. You guys are gonna laugh hysterically at your next comedian. It's Clay Newman, yay! What the fuck, you Thank you very much. One more time for our last comic, Jeff Flack. Excellent, man. Starting a documentary about your comedy career before you have one. A little presumptuous. <laughs> Though, I'm going to give this guy a career if he doesn't get one himself. Just, if nothing else, so people don't call me a hipster. Um, 
There's a difference. I just like these glasses. And our host, Pam Benjamin, killing it tonight. Pam Benjamin, you you look like something you would see in the audition tapes for the Red Woman in Game of Thrones. Like, that's, uh, that's, like, I'm not saying, like, not callbacks necessarily, but, like... You should have added, like, Fog Baby, and it would have made it less concerning. Uh, Game of Thrones. Silly times. San Francisco. Mmm. 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 Transitions. <laughs> I, uh, I'm really proud to live in a like-minded city. I, I really am. I, I'm really amazed that I live in a city where I consider myself a feminist is a legitimate pickup line. That's uh, it's a really open-minded and unsuccessful pickup line. Uh, I've never actually seen it work, but I'm thrilled to see it. San Francisco is an amazing place. Like no other city has our level of diversity. And I mean like financial diversity, uh, not so much actual diversity. Like. You ever have that moment where you're driving through uh, the Fillmore District and you're like, oh, there are black people here? There's <laughs> like whole groups of them. Yeah, that's crazy. I thought, oh, don't let Salesforce know. Um, uh, yeah, I know. Grown indeed. Fucking up traffic for everybody. Not a fan. That's I honestly, they may be doing amazing things for the world, but it's super hard to make certain turns downtown now. So fuck Salesforce forever. That's how I feel. Um, but just think about this: like you can go to Van Ness and buy a two million dollar car from a refined British gentleman, and you could take that car three blocks into the Tenderloin and get a four dollar blowjob. <laughs> from a refined British crack whore. <laughs> They're both a Benedict Cumberbatch for some reason. I don't know why. I had, a, I had a fun incident, and I hope you guys enjoy the story, because if you don't, I'm going to have to lie about the ending and make it funnier than it is. <laughs> so I'm hoping that's not the case. We'll see. I care more about comedy than truth, so... I'm the Steve, uh, whatever his last name is, of comedy. Uh, <coughs> I was at the local neighborhood KFC Jack in the Box, which is uh, easily the greatest of the combination fast food chains. Uh, like, KFC Pizza Hut's a nice idea, but nobody has enough friends to get that much food. That's the problem. Like... <laughs> If you're in a combination fast food chain, you're thinking dollar menu. You're getting some cheap popcorn chicken and a couple tacos. Like maybe you go crazy and you put the the KFC hot sauce on the Taco Bell stuff. Who knows? Who knows? Live life, you guys. <laughs> KFC A and W, get the fuck out of my face. I'll make a root beer float on my own time. You don't need a whole other chain. All right, that was too far. Right, leave A&W out of this. I get it. 
Oh, man, a minute's almost out enough. We'll see if I can get through this story. Long story short. Uh, oh, my God. This is why you're my favorite. Um, all right. No, no time. No time to pander to Pam. Uh, no time to pander. Um, that was for you. <laughs> so... As you do when you walk into a fast food restaurant in San Francisco, sometimes there's a kindly young woman losing her mind. Uh, just going insane through some sweet combination of drugs and mental deficiencies and childhood neglects. Like something is going wrong and she's just a yelling. Uh, and I got to admit, like, I took part in the first wave of terrible San Francisco behavior because what everybody saw was this woman going crazy and an older man standing next to her and everybody was just staring at this guy being like, what the fuck? Why would you bring this into public? Why would you do this to us? And then we realized what was actually going on when they called the older man's name from the counter and he got his food and he fucking bounced. <laughs> and we realized, oh, he was just calming her down. We're on our own now. <laughs> and it's not good for her. It's really not. She had called the cops on herself. And, and like, so it's not, we gotta like, keep her calm until the cops get here so they can arrest her. It's like, could you just not frighten the shit out of us for three more minutes until your cops show up? Like, so she's just, you know how San Francisco works. I don't need to explain it to you. Like, you can all picture this in your mind. You've been on the bus when this happens. If you're in a tight space with a crazy person, your response is this. This is the crazy person. And you just turn your back until it goes away. I was proud of myself for being the first person to address the situation. Partly because I like to think I'm a decent human being, but also because she was between me and the cash register. And I was <laughs> really hungry. Uh, <laughs> something needed to happen. And so I let her take my arm and I sat her down. And I said, it's going to be okay. The cops are coming. It's going to be okay. And I did the best I could to soothe her until the cops got there. And the cops came and I walked her to them. And I said, this is the lady that's having a hard time. I hope you can help her out. I'm going to end my part of this story. <laughs> and I'm assuming I'm going to walk into like a slow clap. Like, I'm assuming that's what's going to happen at Taco Bell. And, like, bare minimum, free cookie with my order. Like, I'm thinking bare minimum, free cookie. No eye contact. <laughs> Nobody's looking at me the entire time. I get my food. I ask for extra ranch. They give me one. Mm, dick move. None of the other customers are talking to me. And as I get in my car, I see one of the other customers come out. And he starts walking towards me. I think, like, okay, he's going to come and say, like, hey, thanks for doing that. That was a really weird situation. Thanks for stepping up. He doesn't do that. He stops at the cops, and he does this. Officer. And he points at me. That fucking narc. The cops came up to me after that. They're like, hey, do you know that woman? That piece of shit brought nothing to the situation except to be like, let's make sure that other long hair doesn't get out of this. Like, 
I was really upset, and I just sort of like I went from like I'm good, I'm such a good person to like I got to beat up this narc to like I mean, what's wrong with me that they just assume I'm with this insane lady? And like, not only that, not only am I the kind of guy to be with an insane lady, I'm the kind of guy that would wait for my order at KFC and then run away from the cops once they came to pick her up. And then I realized that she's actually like a pretty decent looking insane lady. And I hadn't showered that day. And it's comforting to know that if push came to shove, I'd be an all right degenerate. All right, I'm Clay Newman. Thank you for bearing that out. I really appreciate it. Clay Newman, yes, he is a degenerate. They shouldn't worry. Look at his hair. I mean, they don't think he's a homeless guy. Look at that. He's my, he's, he has my favorite Jufro of all Jufros. Uh, our next three comedians are going to be Kevin Wong, Brandon Stokes, and Steve Rush. Some of you might say, why would Brandon Stokes be in the middle of that? And that's because he gave me his beer, everybody. Yeah. If someone would have given me some deodorant, they might be up next too. Maybe. But your next comedian is going to be hilarious. Put your hands together for the very funny Kevin Wong. Keep it going. Thank you. One more time for Pam. Let Pam hear it, please. Look at that. If anyone ever thinks, what do you guys think of Pam's outfit? Do you think she's slutty enough? If you, here's a tip, less is slutty. More, I think you're trying too hard. That's what it is. I, uh, man. How do you follow Clay? That was, that was pretty, that was a really good story. I don't know what to say. I, uh, how are we? Nothing better to do on a Friday night, right? That's all we're sitting here. Ethan doing well. I, uh, I, I've started taking Uber. Apparently the U in Uber stands for unemployed. That's the one thing I realized. Unemployed, but extremely reliable. That's, that's what I've noticed. I do get weird. I love your beard, but I, I do get a little weirded out because I'm, I'm envious. I look at guys and I go, man, beards, Brandon's beards is good. Ethan, you're growing yours out. I look at you guys and I just go, ah, that's just an overgrown gnome. That's what I think. <laughs> overgrown gnomes. You guys are just missing your, your red beanie and your, your uh, garden tool. No problem because you guys aren't going to do garden work, right? You guys are just hanging out, lumber sexual. You guys just look very well. I don't know what's going on with you guys. I, uh... Labor Day weekend, I went out to Arizona. Arizona's weird. It's, it's really, it's, it's hot. Everything's the exact same color, and it's dry. I go, ah, that's, this is going to be California next year. That's what I was thinking. It's a little bit, their state flag should just be, or their, their state, yeah, their state bird should just be a dehydrated garden snake just walking around a little walk going, ah, I'm thirsty. That's what I want. <laughs> state flowers, cacti, cacti is just all around the place. They build stuff around the cacti. It can't be like, they can't pull it out unless it involves cussing. That's just like, ah, this hurts. Oh, that was just, I, uh, it's weird because they have an open gun policy thing. I saw, I was in Starbucks and I wanted to get coffee. The guy in front of me had a gun and it was just like, he had his like strap and his gun was just kind of like dangling like he was Lara Croft. So it's like, what's, what's, what's more casual than a guy walking in with just a dangling guns? Like he just been walking around just like twirling, ah, give me a, a tall, so white mocha. That's the one where you can't say give me or empty if you have a gun in your hand. That's just, <laughs> just, just say, just put it on the counter. Everything's going to be cool. I'll hold it sideways. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. I, uh, something else I did, I, I played in a uh, softball tournament. I'm sore. It's, it's called, it, it was an Asian and Pacific Islander softball tournament. If you ever wonder if Asians are racist, this is the most blatantly obvious title. Asians and Pacific Islanders. Keep Whitey out. You guys still are our women softball tournament. That's what it was. Really. 
That's what it is. It's, it was a. Uh, it, it, it gets weird because we had to keep our own score, so it's weird hearing in our dugout going like, "Who's on first? Who's on first? No, that's what I said. What's on first? I don't. <laughs> it, it gets a little weird, but it, it's a it's a lazy fat man sport. That's what it really is. It's like they they throw it to you underhand in their pajamas. The bases are closer. So you don't have to run, and I'm sore. I'm really sore. I don't know what's going on here. I'm really sore. I, I feel bad. I feel like I just made dad bod's trend. This is how it, it all start with me. What's going on there? It's sad. Oh, yeah. All right, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to. Thank you. You guys are doing really. How are we? How are you, Colin? Um, my haircut. I don't know what's going on with my haircut. It, it, I just said, just give me the most lesbian-looking thing you guys could possibly do. Just shave off the side. I fell asleep when I woke up. I didn't know what's going on. I uh, I started shopping at the Trunk Club. Are you familiar with the Trunk Club? No. The Trunk Club is like, yes, it's like when they give you clothes, it goes, here, take this if you want a chance with the ladies. That's all it really is. I woke up and I go, you know what? I feel weird. I, I feel like like I, I'm I'm very much like a like a butchy lesbian. This is the way I dress. I need a little bit of help. The whole point is like I just want them to go, what can I do to make women think I'm not one of them? That's my whole goal. That's my time. Thank you very much. people outside just to come in because it's so funny and especially our next comedian is uh, hilarious and he and he gave me his beer what a kind motherfucker no i'll make them all come in because i know uh you you murder every stage you just like oh i'm gonna murder this stage right now that wasn't a racist statement put your hands together it's brandon stokes yay What's up, bitches? Uh, I want to say that that wasn't a racist comment until you said, that's not a racist comment. <laughs> yep, that was racist. <laughs> uh, I got a roommate. Uh, he fucking made me angry once, right? Uh, he sleeps on the couch, right? He sleeps on the couch. He brought in a giant TV, a PlayStation 3. I thought that'd be awesome, right? Until uh, one day, I was playing this PlayStation 3, and he comes in. And he goes, do you have your own profile? And I was like, uh, yeah, I think I'm on a different one or something. He's like, okay, cool. And then he seen something later. And he was like, no, you have to make your own profile. This is my profile. I like to get the trophies. He don't actually talk like that, but that's how I imagine people who talk who really like trophies that much. <laughs> I gotta get tro trophies, right? Uh, next day I come in uh, to play the PlayStation 3. He actually took his controller and I was like, you know what, fuck that dude, you're a piece of shit, right? And I know everybody's thinking, like, it's his own stuff, right? He can take it if he wants. But here's the thing, if you live on a couch, don't be a dick. <laughs> Right? Don't be a dick, right? Like, if you live on a couch, you live on a couch either A, you live on a couch and then you disappear in the day and pretend that you're trying to better your life, or B, you live on the couch and somebody's like, hey, man, here's some free weed, right? Because when you live on a couch, I feel like you're less of my roommate and more of a characteristic of that couch. 
I feel like I feel like at that point with him being on the couch and just being like, "No, play my PlayStation 3." It's like me who had bringing in a couch into the house and the couch every time you walk by it goes, "Fuck you, suck my dick," right? <laughs> who would want that from a piece of furniture? <laughs> uh what I'm basically trying to say is uh I have a couch for sale. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, I stabbed the cushions, and it's got blood all over it. <laughs> uh, I'm from uh, Southern Illinois. Uh, no one knows where that is. It's fine. Yeah, but like nobody knows like geographically like where that is. If you took a, if you put a fucking map up and you took all the lines and the words off of it and said point to Southern Illinois, you have no chance in hell, right? Uh, I'm from, like, I come from there, and uh, when I was moving to San Francisco, the first thing that they told me was, oh, you're moving to San Francisco? Well, you better get ready, get used to shooting up heroin and sucking dicks in the streets. <laughs> right? That's what people get weird about it, but that's what they said to me, you know? Uh, so the first time when I actually, like, like, got to, like, just going around San Francisco, and I was in the Castro area, and I was aware of where it was in the Castro area, so I just kind of, you know, I looked around just to see what was going on, and I seen the craziest shit that I've ever seen in my life, right? There was two gay dudes, they were sitting at a table outside of a restaurant eating sandwiches. <laughs> I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? I ain't come to San Francisco for this shit. You better suck that nigga dick. <laughs> The fuck are you doing, right? You come all the way to San Francisco to eat panini bread sandwiches. That is not the place for you, sir. You can move back to Arizona, wherever the fuck you came from. Amen. Right? Uh, I almost got the weirdest, uh, like the weirdest hate crime charge ever. <laughs> they were like, oh man, that dude was very loud and aggressive, but he was supportive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mutiny Radio is like the first place like come to starting comedy in the city. Uh, this place has been around forever. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful place. Uh, all young comics or whatever, just come, stick it out. Just keep doing jokes here. Pam's be hella supportive. Wonderful person, wonderful place. She does a lot for this place and for us to be here. Uh, give it up for Pam Benjamin, everybody. <laughs> Uh, go visit him on Mondays at Milk Bar where he books a show that is amazing and wonderful and uh, support him and all the good stuff he's doing. Everybody go to Comedy Day. That's going to be great. Yeah, yeah it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited. And show up super early and help set up. Uh, don't be dicks and help set up. If you're helping set up, come to Sylvan House. If you're helping set up, go to Sylvan House because Colin's making breakfast for all the volunteers. Yay! I was just repeating what he was saying. Our next comedian, he's a new guy. Everybody put your hands together. It's Steve Rush. How you guys doing? I uh I was on I was on BART and this uh I saw this Asian guy. He had a backpack on and uh on his backpack he had one of those like clip-on uh like hand sanitizers. 
but inside of the hand sanitizer was a thing of like sriracha sauce. <laughs> sriracha on the go. Uh, has anybody uh, has anybody ever held in a fart and then uh, jumped in the shower and then uh, lathered up their ass with soap and then try to try to make bubbles with the fart? Oh, you, for real? Yeah. Oh, I need some pointers on it. <laughs> I was actually hoping one of you guys would do that. Seriously, what? Yeah? What kind of soap do you use? Uh, Bronner's. Ooh. That's, that's the fart one, I think. Uh, yeah, what else? Uh, I was in Oakland the other day. I love being in Oakland. So great to... So great to be in Oakland. I love being in Oakland because I get to be around actual black people. <laughs> like, because <laughs> like in San Francisco, you're not around black people, so it's just like, I get to I get to be around them. You know, it makes me happy. People doing wheelies on their dirt bikes, low riders. Like, I miss it. You know. Let you guys sit in that one. I also like to go to Oakland because the black women on Tinder are a lot better. <laughs> I love that one. I'm glad you like that one. What else? I thought this set was going to go a little bit longer. I'm already out. I'm already out. Two minutes in. What else? Uh, I, was, uh, I was in the city, and this uh, homeless guy came up to me, and he goes, uh, good job. I was like, all right, for what? He goes, uh, you stepped over my shit. I was like, all right. I'm like, I'm pretty good at doing that. <laughs> he goes, yeah, man, every morning I go to the same spot. I take a shit there, and then I run behind the fire hydrant, and I sit back and I laugh at everybody who steps on my shit. <laughs> I was like, you have a lot of time on your hands. He goes, yeah, man, I'm homeless. Like, I ain't got shit else to do. It's like, yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, no, no, no. I, f I sell this kind of stuff, and I just liked it. Yeah, I w yeah I'm, not that, I'm not that old. I'm not even. Huh? No. That doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean I've been to Korea. Or, like, anybody's been to Korea. They could just stamp shit on there. You could put, like, fucking, if I had a dick on there, would I mean I suck dick? Could be, right? Three minutes, guys. Jesus. What else? What else? Yeah, let's let's end this. Uh let's see what Fuck. I'm drawing blanks. Yeah, I'm just gonna end this. I can't think of anything else, guys. Thank you. Steve Rush, like a professional, ends it when he has nothing more because he's a generous motherfucker and gives his time to the other comedians. Thank you, Steve Rush. Clap again for Steve Rush. Yay! And then yay! You guys, I gotta get out of here pretty quick because I gotta get to piano fight. If any of you have a place to drive me, how many people bought tickets? Uh, just two, but... Well, then they get the gifts. Uh, that's how it works. Yeah, let's do the, you know what? There were two people. Uh, the first person uh, who wins a prize is uh, Trina. 
Trina left. So Trina left. All right, we got one more. Who's the other person? They're the winners. They didn't write their name. Who was the other person? Okay, so next week I'll give out more prizes. Yay, yay. Our, thank you, Wildebeest, for running the thing. And everybody, listen to his show on Mondays from 10, 10 to midnight. It's a, every week. We don't have to make $144 every week. It's okay. It's great. No, no, no. No, no, no. Everything's great. Your next three comedians are Tommy McGuire, Jason Balmforth, and you owe. Who's you owe? I don't know, whatever, you owe. Uh, but those are your next three comedians. So everybody, be very excited for your next comedian. I, uh, recently I've been uh, charged as being racist, but it's impossible because this man exists. Please put your hands together, it's Tommy McGuire, yay! You're wearing a fucking dress. It's not cold out, family. Think, just because you can doesn't mean you should. That goes for you too, but yeah, all right. This fucking thing on. All right. Good. Oh man, how you guys doing? Good. Good. Fucking a. Good. Fucking things. All right. Into my set. Uh, any conspiracy theory fans out there? Anybody? I know you are. You're definitely all right. Well, okay. <laughs> oh man, I, I came up with this new one. It's uh I feel that Whole Foods is like secretly employing fit, fine ass, natural black women to pretend to shop just to make eye contact with me so that I'll come back next week and overpay for some fucking goddamn steak. And I hope it's true. Not because I'll never get, because I also hope they employ them as like, you know, security. Because there's nothing more progressive than Whole Foods employing black people to follow around black people in case they're shoplifting. Story of redemption, guys. Uh, you know, I'm really, I'm getting tired of like black people looking at me how like my uncle looks at black people. So I am starting the Wigger Defense League. <laughs> yeah, you've all heard the same joke. But uh, I came up with our slogan, appropriate appropriately, motherfucker, or get the fuck out. And uh, we're gonna have a one-on-one -on -one basketball tournament to decide our CFO between Michael Rappaport and Eminem. Yeah, I love Michael Rappaport. He's fucking talented, which is the, the only way you can be a real wigger is if you have talent in some fucking regard. I can dance my ass off. I got a pretty nice fucking jump shot. <laughs> so back the fuck off. Oh, I'm saying what? What? <laughs> really? Easing this in here. Um, and our, at, our, at our first meeting, our first uh, course of action is to find a new name besides Wigger. I don't care what it is, just be fucking like Clueless Peckerwood. That's fucking fine with me. Anything that doesn't end in I-G-G-E-R is cool with me, okay? And the second thing we're going to do at the Wigger Defense League's first meeting 
is talk for way too long about how fucking dank our nugs are and shit. I mean, the fucking trichomes, man, like, fuck, save it. And the third and very most important fucking thing we're going to do in our first meeting of the Wigger Defense League is cut all ties forever with the goddamn juggalos. Juggalos are why you don't respect me. For real. Have you ever met a talented juggalo? I mean, amongst their peers, maybe. But being the best rapper at the fucking gathering of juggalos is like being the best comic at a fucking laundromat. Okay? She can't horn me, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this new joke. Um, ISIS has been in the news. It's really fucked up. I'm not really backing them. But I do feel that they just need a right PR guy. And might not be the right PR, but uh, and I want to nominate myself for that job. Because I'm all for revolution, but I'm not for like cutting the throats of fucking journalists who had nothing to do with it. I just want to suggest alternative fucking locations for their, you know, murder. Like Burning Man, just go have at it, man. Drop a bomb. Uh. You know, the places that manufacture electric uh, longboards, please, man, please. I mean, those are one and two of the same, I'm sure. And, uh, of course, Klan rallies. That would help. I mean, you know, fucking Donald Trump wouldn't have anyone to talk to anymore. That'd be cool. Thanks, Pam. This is going great. You didn't fuck up my set by whispering to your fucking self. Or leave, leave me sitting up here with no more jokes. I can dance. I can play basketball. It's all right. I got through it. It went. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm fucking. Out. Well, let me think. Think of an old one. Ain't gonna happen. Pam. All right, guys. I've been Tommy McGuire. My second set at Ship of Fools will be much better than this. I guarantee it. Thank you. I'm sorry, Tommy. I've been trying to figure out my own shit because I have to go to piano fight and I have to figure out what the bus is happening. Uh, I know, right? I'm wearing this weird outfit and I feel like everybody can see my ass. It's going to be... Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going on a bus. Like, I live in San Francisco, Tommy McGuire. I can wear a tutu on a Tuesday, and it doesn't. No one gives a fuck. All right, it's Friday. Well, I'm gonna do it because I'm going to a Burning Man show, and I'm gonna talk about sucking dick in front of a huge two-story duck. That happens on the playa when you you're out there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Go see me later at 10.30 at Live Sex if I actually get a ride there. Uh, Ethan Alvers is going to be taking over for me after this next comedian. Hey, you guys. He's very funny. He shows up here every Monday on the Joke Workshop. I can't wait to hear what his next jokes are. Put your hands together. It's Jason Balmford. To be fair, I don't come every Monday. I, you do pretty much. I try. Lately. Sometimes I'm lazy. I... <laughs> So uh, I, I got a real job. That, that's been going in my favor. I feel like, you know, you can judge the caliber of people you associate with by how low they set the bar when you tell them, yeah, I got a real job yesterday. Oh, so McDonald's called you back. 
Oh, fuck you, Tom. I mean, like, I feel like everyone kind of set the bar a little too low. I at least think I'm Subway good. All right, like, come on. But I think that might, uh, might actually tie into my next thing. And, you know, like, I find out why Tinder isn't working for me. Uh, nobody hits me up on Tinder, and I can tell you why. It's because the first tag under my name, white trash. I was uh, all set to, you know, write an angry letter to Tinder and tell them how fucked up that was until I saw my uncle on an episode of Cops. I think they know me a little better than I do. <laughs> oh, man. I've gotten really into watching Fox News lately. It's like watching a Freudian slip happen every 30 seconds. I was... Uh, I was watching Fox News, and they were talking about the Ashley Madison scandal, for those of you who know, for those who don't. Uh, it was a site that let you cheat on your wife or husband or whatever. I don't, I don't care. I wasn't on the list. I couldn't afford $2,000 a month. Um, anyway, they got hacked, and the Fox News pundit is just you know, shouting and screaming like, these hackers are horrible people. They're ruining lives. My divorce is really ugly right now. I guess his name was on the list because that's all I could fucking hear. I mean, I don't understand a lot of things, but I do understand that the more you try and lampshade something, the Barbra Streisand effect takes effect and the more people notice it. Oh man, I can't sign internet petitions anymore. I found I'm just at too little of a capacity to give that many fucks. I mean, um, like you sign one, you think it's a good cause, you're sitting there like, yeah, you know, dentists, woo, you know, toys for therapists. I don't give a fuck about Cecil the Lion, I'm sorry. Aw, when was the last time you heard of a lion being a nice guy? When have you ever heard of a lion that, you know, saved some guy from a burning building? You don't. I can't care. Been having a few arguments. Uh, do I get the horn? No, not yet. Oh, all right. I got a minute till the horn. Got two minutes left, bro. Oh, man, I'm excited. Oh, man, I've been having a lot of arguments with my friends lately, uh, especially one in particular. Well, one of three. Yeah, um, anyway, um, I've been having an argument with him. He, uh, he likes to talk about how everyone has a right to their opinion. I just, I, I don't fucking agree. Ironic, I know. I'm up here fucking spouting my fucking opinion. But um, the way I see it, Opinions are kind of um, something where you have to measure the source. Like, for example, if you walk into your doctor and he tells you you should probably stop drinking bleach because it will fucking kill you, and is in, in his professional opinion, that's the best course of action, and your opinion is, fuck that guy, bleach tastes delicious. I think I know whose opinion I care about more. Oh, man. You know, I found, out, um, I found out that the best way to find out you have a warrant is to get a call from your parents. That was, uh, <laughs> that was the best way. Actually, I'm lying. I got a call from a lawyer saying that I had a warrant. I mean, I guess that's the joy of the, the public defender system. It was only six months after I, you know, fucked up and fled the state <laughs> that they called me with my public defense. Could have done that a little sooner. Oh, man. So um, 
I'll leave you with one last joke. Growing up, going to high school and all that other bullshit, I was, you know, poor as dirt because white trash. And um, grew up in hand-me-down clothes, and I find it's really hard to convince a bunch of small-town boys that you are not gay when you show up in a pink bedazzled unicorn sweater with the word name Nicole written over the top. Uh, long story short, hand-me-downs fucking suck. All right, let me give it back to Pam. because I gotta go be on a show and talk about Burning Man. I'm wearing weird clothes. I smell like Burning Man. It's all fucked up. But you know who's gonna take over? The baby angel. You guys all love him. Clap wildly for Ethan Albers. Yeah! Don't, 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 don't clap for me. Get in here, guys. We have a couple more comics. All right. So the next three comics we have are gonna be UO, Ed Ant, and Chris Ville. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to stage. You owe. Ladies and gentlemen, please. You've been seeing him in the booth all night. I make eye contact with him every time I talk about killing somebody. Please welcome to stage, Mr. Ed Ant, ladies and gentlemen. I wasn't going to talk about him until he wasn't here. Fuck my little brother. <laughs> yeah, he is. Probably. I don't know. So, time to see what jokes I can shake out of this new book. Let's see. Yeah, here we go. All right. I feel bad for dogs. Is this thing on? Yeah, it's on. All right, all right. They can't talk. They're kind of dumb. They can have incompetent owners, which is terrifying. And cutting off their balls is called fixing them. But at least they get the shit outdoors. Yeah. We have the nerve to call them our best friends. Yeah. The, the New York Times had a neat infographic about how class works in America. Now, I shouldn't really be talking about it because it needed Flash to play, and I'm not going to install that shit. <laughs> not for them. Yeah. I managed to sneak into Dreamforce, you know, because I like surrounding myself with crowds. Yeah. Some guy handed me a little box, and I asked him, you know, what was inside of it. Now, just like a Scientologist being asked about their religion, he didn't know. <laughs> All right. Have you ever heard that it's a good idea to be celibate? You only hear that from a certain type of guy. You know, they're, they're never tan or atheist. And you know, and, and generally, it, the idea came from one of three sources, either their wife, their cult leader, or the voice in their head that hates them. 
I uninstalled McAfee from my computer because it's the most cleverly named virus on the internet. Uh, Think about it. It's on almost every computer hogging up valuable space and time. You know, stuff that could be better used for porn. And it keeps asking you to update it, you know? Sometimes even when you're not connected to the internet, it still pops up. Hey, update me. No, fuck off. You're my computer. You don't get to tell me what to do with you. Mm-hmm. Hey. Ever get hit on by a woman in a bad neighborhood? No. Yeah. You're lucky. Because it would never be a woman on, their, on her way to her job. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's probably... It's probably going to be some woman about two sizes too small for the clothes that she's wearing. You know? Yelling any random sentence that'll get your attention just so that she'll get money from you so that she can buy more of her favorite white crystalline substance. Who knows what it could be? But it's probably not going to make her friends in the police force. Yeah! That's all I got! That's all I got! Yeah! Alright, wait, wait. Can I get it? Can I get an add in? Oh yeah, you people are going to get your faces rocked when I tell you about the greatest podcast ever happening here. Wednesday the 7th, the next month, 8 to 10. You'll get to see Jason Balforth. You'll get to see Bo Trucks, Claire. It's the Mutant Edition of the Just Me and Chicks podcast. Ed Ant, ladies and gentlemen, what a handsome man. His voice makes me want to have sex with a 1970s mom, right? A lot of fucking pubic hair, just great. She's a mom. She's a mom of somebody now. Maybe this next comic, guys. Uh, That's a bad reference. Uh, I enjoy this comic. I'm glad he moved up here from L.A. Round of applause for Mr. Chris Ville, guys. Thank you. Um, let's just work on some shit then, man. Yeah. I was, uh, I don't like to admit it. I, I, it's, I, 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 the fuck am I, Woody Allen? I, I, I. Okay, just working, just working. Whatever comes to my head will be said. Woody Aaron, there we go. Woody Aaron, and he's Jewish. Is he Jewish? Okay. Um, I don't like to admit it, but, but I am, I'm pretty self-centered, which... It's not good. I don't like it, but I mean, I, I think I realized that because on the way here, I, I, I was walking and I dropped my phone and when it fell, I just like looked at, just looked up at the sky and just like my arms wide open and just yelled out, what the fuck did I do? As if like the universe paused and took its time to fuck with me and it's not gonna do that, you know? I'm not the center of attention, but I think I am. I think I'm everything. I, that's my complex. But the fact that I, okay, here's, here's something. I notice like a lot of people, they, I, like, they say, I'm not gonna apologize for who I am. I am who I am, I'm not gonna apologize for that because I should be myself. And I don't believe that. You should be the best version of yourself. You shouldn't have a reason for, to apologize for who you are. You should just 
not ever have to apologize. Just, I think that's from. All right, that that's not gonna go anywhere. Just throwing out premises right here. Um, I thought that said keep this condom. But that's a coupon. Freudian. Am I horny because I saw a condom? Maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know what I'm what I'm saying. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? A lot of people walk around, including me, like they they drop the D word on us. They say I'm I feel depressed. I'm depressed. And I do that a lot too, but I have to remind myself, no, Chris, you pig fuck. You're not depressed. You're fine. I like saying that. I heard that in uh, The Master, Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's like, you pig fuck. And I was like, I want to say that on stage one time. And I just did. <laughs> I loved it. I feel like I have a theory. Like, if you just put an animal before the word fuck, it just makes it so much stronger. You squirrel fuck. You cat fuck. It's so good. God damn it. I feel powerful. God fucking damn it. I feel like I'm in a stadium right now for saying animal fuck. But yeah, people do that, and I do that too. But I, I, I don't know. There's a, I, had to tell them, I only feel depressed. There's a difference between feeling depressed and being depressed, you know? Because when you feel depressed, you wake up in the morning and your mind's cold. And it's telling you just stay down, don't go anywhere, nobody's gonna like you. And that's not depression. It sounds like depression. It feels like it, it tastes like it, but it's not depression. You make people around you feel depressed by making them look at you, you know? That's, you're probably just bored. Go to the beach, maybe you'll be fine, I don't know. Depression is when you wake up in the morning and your mind, it's, it's still cold and it's just like, die, you know? Like that's the <laughs> difference, that's what it's saying. That's the only word in there. It's not telling you to lay down, it's just telling you to fucking get it over with. That's fine. I've been trying to figure out how do, how do people get to that stage of, of, that, of that thing. I think how, this is, might not relate to anybody, but like for me, sadness was like a competition. Like I wanted to be the best at it and beat everyone at that. Like if one of you told me like, oh, I don't feel too good, I'll be at your shoulder to cry on. But in my head, I'll be like, how can I be sadder than you right now? What can I do? Watch the first 10 minutes of Up. Okay, I'll do that and I'll be the winner today. I will win at this game that I'm playing in my own head that nobody really cares about. And that's, that's something, you know. <laughs> I, I think that happened because, like, in high school, I had this friend. We were really good friends. We were, like, brothers. We always compete and stuff. But he always beat me at, like, getting girls and sports. He was always cooler. But by the time we got to junior year, he started going through these mental problems. And I was like, oh, maybe I could beat him at that. And I started, I started really trying. I tried really, he, started, he started hearing voices. I can't really compete with that. But I really tried hard. Ended up in a psych ward. And that's not true. I just say that to sound cool. Um, it was just a hospital in Bakersfield. I stayed there for one night. It was kind of boring. I only want to hurt myself. That's not going to get me on the news or anything, you know? That's not going to get me famous for being crazy. You got to want to hurt other people to do that. You got to, that's weird. You go down in history if you hurt other people, like Charles Manson, the Zodiac Killer. Make movies and documentaries about you, the jinx. I think that's the secret to making it in show business. I can have a big ass or I can kill people, man. That's the secret. Uh, or probably drop a sex tape either way, man. Theories, theories, theories. Okay, thank you. Chris Bill, ladies and gentlemen, yes! Hey, you can get on the news. If you think hard enough about hurting yourself, you can get on the news. Just gotta get clever. You know, anytime a train is stalled, it makes the news. That's all I'm saying. 
If you want to harm yourself and make the news, stop a train with your corpse. Uh, this next comic I've known. How are you? Hey, I'm excited. Lose your shit. It's the big dick himself, Mr. Leo Zinger. Lose yourself, guys. Like an Eminem. Yeah. Lose your fucking self. Hey, guys. Uh, I want to fuck an alien. Yeah. I think... Uh, because no earthly women will fuck me, so I'm going to fuck an alien now. Uh, actually. Hey, Todd, should I wait for like your show to get on? Because like, there's no one here right now. <laughs> Dude, I'm just talking to myself. This is, uh, this is it? You just gave yourself, because you're, you're the headliner, you just gave yourself two minutes. Who cares? Yeah, like, Leo, it's it's a, like, two minutes with no one here. Nobody? Yeah. The internet's listening, Leo. I can't wait I challenge anybody who's listening to call in. I'll fucking pay you $10 if you call in right now. Give it a number. What's the number? Let's, let's do a fan challenge. <laughs> call them fucking out. 415. 5-5-5. 5-0. No, dude, no, you guys are chicken shit. You guys are up, up for the challenge. You guys are fucking embarrassed. Five, five, no zero, one zero, five, ever. One. Yeah. 415 550 Fucking Ethan is going to go to your house and give you a hand job if you call in right now. He's going to fucking. He's going to go double handed on you, jack you off. Um, I've been thinking, uh, you know, I, <laughs> anybody call, who's fucking called? No, no, no. Oh shit. Oh shit. Really? Who's this? Are you, hello? Really? There's a caller? Are you guys kidding me? You guys shitting me? There's people listening, really? Oh, yeah, have a conversation. Holy fuck. Hey, who's this? Did you hang up? Caller? No, 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 I'm still on. Please speak. <laughs> the great voice in the room. Damn. I think it's a hoax. It's a prank call. It's a fucking, he's gonna order some fucking Chinese food and shit. It's a prank call. Where my Chinese food? Call I have mochi pork <laughs> and kung pao chicken. <laughs> no, you cannot have kung pao chicken, motherfucker. <laughs> Ain't your delivery boy? Who's it? Nobody's fucking there. You're. All right. You're trying to fuck with me. See? I knew it. All right. No, no jokes. No jokes. I'm just gonna fuck, fuck around because there's no audience here. What, like, I'm smart enough to know it's not gonna fucking tell joke to nobody. I was talking. Actually, I was uh, okay. I tell a story. I recently went skydiving, guys. You ever, ever you guys ever done that? 
And it's pretty exciting. I was scared shitless. And, but this guy, the instructor, uh, had me tandem with him, you know? He had a, like a thing. And I, I, was, I was like, dude, I was like, I, even that, I was, I was scared. I was like, was like I said, what, what, what would happen if you pass out? Like, does that mean we'll both die? No, he said no. No, just Hi, like you, you really, see this. You, you see this cord. He said just fucking. If you see me not respond or whatever, is it really someone there? Yeah. yeah Who's this? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Hey, who is this? Please, your name. My name is Andy. I was somebody said to call. You uh, said to call you so I could get a free row job or a. Uh, Oh, a hand job. Hand job, yes. Uh, Ethan Albert is gonna go, come to your house and hand job you till you completion. Okay, but before you do that, are, are, are you brown? The what? Are uh, you brown? What's he say? Brown? No, I'm not brown. Why? What do you? What, what does that yeah, mean? You know, like, how about your fingernails? Are they clean? No, it's not me. I'm not going over there. I'm sending someone well, trusted. Well, my well, trusted listen, deputy gonna is going to go over there and double hand on hand you. <laughs> Dude, are you are you lonely, man? We got we got a bunch of girls here. Come no, over they and uh, they they said like, they're going to hook up with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want? What do you want? I want to know. What order? Tell me your order. What do you want to order? Oh, <laughs> I'm a delivery boy. Uh, okay, <laughs> but I can't hear you right now. You need to talk louder. Like, oh my god. No, you can't hear me. Barely. You gotta turn up the volume for the phone on the on the on the mixer. Dude, seriously, I got someone to call in. Can you believe that fucking yeah, shit? Because oh I promised god. him a hand in. job. By Ethan Albert, Asking and this has never been like done before on live radio, and and radio, Ethan Albert, Ethan Albert is a very experienced hand jobber. He's got okay, God. Yeah, I know. He's got years of experience hand jobbing himself, so he's got like fucking this thing down pat. Hey, uh, how big is your dick, man? How big? Yeah. Well, I'm. Let's see. I'm somewhere between Mammoth and Magnum. Mammoth and Magnum? Yes. <laughs> what? No, that, okay, your, the deal is off. Like, fucking Ethan Albert doesn't do, like, animals and mammoths. He, uh -huh. he, he does average at best. He, he does medium to uh, extra large, but no mammoth, man. You did it to yourself, okay, caller. Right, but wait, wait, are you coming to me or am I going to come to you? No, you can come over here, but nobody like Ethan Albert will 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 give you a hand job. I'm not doing anything. Fucking, I'm gonna hey. I'm gonna tape it though. Right, hey, hey, don't hang up though. Like I we got we got this caller. Are you really? Have you? How long have you been listening, Yin? Did he hang up? Okay. All right. Thank you for calling in. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been Pam Tastic's Comedy Clubhouse. We have it here at Sean McKenzie. Woo! You hear that? Yes! Jim McVeigh, everybody, please stay tuned for Ship of Fools. Yeah, Ship of Fools. And here's Ship of Fools. Here it fucking is. One person, three people. Yeah. Get the fuck in. 
Leo goddamn Zinger. I don't know for the handful of people who missed it. Today is September 18th, one week after the glorious, happy September 11th. And Leo Zinger did a great closer on the previous set. Yeah, absolutely killed it. Just shitting all over Mutiny Radio. All right, you guys. So we're just going to get after this. Uh, the first two people are... Uh, I don't even know if they're here. I was going to talk about fisting, but I don't really care because I'm just going to... I need to... Fisting. 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 All right. Do you know how fisting works? It's the most important. No, no. So here's the thing. Here's the common misconception. You think that it's just, you know, like a standard fist. Whenever you see it, like, in a sex shop, it is literally just like an arm, like a... You know, cut off, someone cut a guy's arm off just above the elbow. And you, I thought, you know, like any normal person, that you apply pressure and lube, and over time, you get fist. But no, I, apparently that's not that simple. That, co- that equation is not, is not the simplicity of it. What it is, is it's a combination of, uh, of you, you gotta, it's a muscle, you've gotta stretch it out. So I was told, by my by my lesbian cousin. She's not my cousin actually. She's my dad's cousin's stepdaughter. So she's just this this lesbian who gets fisted a lot and likes to talk about it. And she's kind of hangs out with my family. And anyway, she was talking about it and just like you know, it's one finger at a time. You got to get up there. And she was like, yeah, after like 30, 40 minutes, you work it up there, and then you just you know one finger at a time. You you do you do that. You get it up, and then you slide your fingers together, and then fucking Super Mario punch into the depths and just just like punch them right into their colon and they'll shit all over your hand. Yeah, you know what's actually weird? This idea of fisting vaginas because uh, the argument's like, oh, well, a baby can come out. Yeah, a baby comes out. You know what I mean? Like no one's shoving babies in vaginas. It's, a, it's like a one-way street and you're really testing that. She's like, yeah, well, they can do it. Yeah, but that's after a bunch of contractions and your body telling you that something needs to leave. There's never a moment in your body's like, all right, I'm just going to absorb this fist into my cunt. Um, I don't know. At least, I don't know. I don't have a vagina. I can't really speak from experience. And I haven't, I haven't fisted, guys. That's, that's my big confession tonight. Have not fisted. Yeah, I know. I'm waiting for that one eager Brazilian. I did fuck a girl in the ass that I only knew for a couple hours. That was pretty... That was all right. Yeah, Krista Fatka in the crowd. It was, uh, it was great. And it was really funny, though, because she, she was really Brazilian and didn't speak English well at all. And so when I ordered her a lift, she like was very confused by that because it hasn't reached Brazil yet. So she thought I was just trying to put her in a random car. No, the anal sex was great. I just used cocoa butter, lathered it up. And she was such a champ. Like I didn't, I didn't do any prepping, and I just went... Uh, no, everyone knows this. It's never as good as the pussy because you know what? It's just like it's the entrance. The entrance is really tight, and then the rest is like uh, a dungeon. It's a dungeon. You can swim around there. You can hide stuff in there. Poop, poop hangs out there, man. It's not. It's not. It's like, do you really want to talk about what's in an anus? Leo, you can't say ah. This is something. This is the shit you talk about all the time. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and it was kind of funny though, because she. Uh, I sent her on her way. I was like, it was like 3 a.m. and she wanted to cuddle, and I was like, I've got work tomorrow. I should have just called in sick. That was a huge, huge rookie mistake. But. I didn't, and I sent her. I was like, "Go, just go in the lift car." And she was like, "I don't know what this is. Is this your friend?" I was like, "No, it's not my fucking friend. It's a taxi." She's like, "In a taxi? In a taxi?" And I was like, "Just uh, okay, yeah, I know this. Uh, yeah, me and Jose, we go way back. Just get in the fucking lift." That was weird. I guess it's weird because like someone that is from Brazil n- doesn't like get into random people's cars. That usually means they're gonna get like murdered and raped. 
So I can see where her skepticism came from. It was very well-founded. Very well-founded. All right, you guys. Let's get this clusterfuck on the road. I don't know if... Uh... Hey, buddy. Jet Black? Yeah. You're in the back? Yeah. With the hat. Yeah. Man with the plan? Give it the fuck up for Jet Black, everybody. Get up here, buddy. I'm waiting. My right hand is extended. And my right ear. Uh, I'll take both of your ears. How are we doing tonight? Yeah. So I was in the Navy for five and a half years. <clears throat> and um, tonight I would like to teach you guys how to curse like a sailor. You into it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is how it works. This is how it works. No matter what 